The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, December 22nd, 2017, season 13, episode number 96. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am Derek Eagleton, joined by our normal cast here, and it's uh, the final show before Christmas. So hopefully we'll bring you guys a little Christmas cheer. I assume most of you guys are at home, chilling, enjoying the holidays with your families. Nice. I like that. Gives you a little Christmas feel. How's everybody doing this morning? I'm so good. Thanks so good? Us. Yeah. Wow, I like that. It's a Friday before Christmas. Yeah. You like Christmas? I one of your holidays. Are you a big effing love Christmas? That's one way it's to put it. Awesome. It's good. like, you know, just the whole thing. Like yesterday was so cool. Everybody was in a good mood. You know, people who can were leaving for the day for for the week probably and people yeah, were giving sure. each other presents. Amber gave me a nice little present this morning before we uh, came down here. We did our little gift card exchange and you're, I told you. You did. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah, it's on your desk. I missed, oh, okay. You're nicer. I thought you were like, Dave, Dave did not get me a gift. His was so. personalized. Yeah. I specifically said, you're the director. You can get your own presents. I'm not buying you anything. That's fair. Yes, it is. That's fair. Why are you looking at me, Nick? <laughs> I don't know. What's that about? Because you're about to talk. I mean, oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, that changed. This okay. the Superman? Oh, okay. We gotta talk about the Which Christmas you ex- selection. Here. You expect me to hate Christmas because I'm like a Grinch. Because you're right? a Grinch, no. yeah, exactly. Christmas is awesome. It's like you know, family you're and. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of a Grinch, but I love. You are Christmas. a Grinch. I love Christmas. I, do. I couldn't tell if you're being serious or not. I adore Christmas. It's oh. the best. Awesome. Christmas is fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Everything good. Everything with you? is great. Wonderful. Grand. Let's go. Go get two games and two wins and get into the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, Jim Mora, I said it. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I I heard this yesterday, and I I think it's what you've been saying about this whole playoff run. Cowboys, I heard somebody say, if the Cowboys win, if they take care of their own business, something's going to work out to where they get in the playoffs. And I... I kind of am starting to come around to that, really? mainly because no. Here's why I'm, I'm starting. I'm to going, away, going, going away from it. No, here's why I'm starting to believe it a little bit is because that would mean they're ten and six. They're on a five game winning streak, and let's let's remember, like the NFL is a wonky thing. Like right. things happen, Strange especially lady, in those Jim. last <laughs> in those last few weeks. And I, I kind of am starting to believe that too. Like you just handle your own business. Something's gonna work out in your favor, and and you're gonna find yourself playing in January. I, I just kind of starting to feel. It's kind of weird when you think about it because it's like, back then they had to win five in a row. Like okay, like they just right. lost three in a row, but they won three. I mean, I, I guess you would say the two toughest teams are still in front of them though of that whole list. I'm gonna say like no doubt, and that's kind of where I was coming down is like they're only 60% of the way to the five that they need. <laughs> and then I mean, a guy who's in the MVP conversation and maybe the most complete team in the league. I know they don't have their quarterback, but they still have a lot of And the Grinch killed Christmas. I'm just saying. I'm just I mean, that's why people think realism <laughs> but, but, is not pessimism. I know. But they I got know, a big I old know. present coming back. They sure do. And they that's do. That's what we said last week, right? You beat Oakland. It's a one-game season, and that's—I'm not betting against them 
with Zeke until I am given a reason why I should. Yeah, and let me take you back. Like, at the beginning of the season, I know I believed it. I would assume you guys believed it. There is no team in the NFC outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers that scared you when you were at full go with Zeke, right? So you got Zeke back. Are you afraid of any team in the NFC right now with Zeke back? Now, of course, there's some other things, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute with these injuries. But at full strength, like, I don't know that there's a team in the NFC. Even you want to talk about the Seahawks and the, the Eagles, who the Cowboys have the last two weeks. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that I'm really afraid of if I've got the offense the way that it should be running when Zeke's in there. Yeah, I'm. you're right. I mean, especially if you can give Zeke, Sean Lee. I mean, you, you, you saw who your MVP guys were this year. I mean, there's really three guys on this football team that kind of— you can't have— You can't without. really be without. And and that's why Atlanta game was so bad, because they were without all of them. But I think it's safe to say that from a value standpoint, Tyron Smith, Zeke, Sean Lee, in whatever order you want to put them in, are your most valuable players of this team. I agree. Well, all right. I am going to sound like a Grinch, but Tyron Smith's not necessarily right. available right And now. we're going to get to that. I, I, okay. I think that's a part of, of what you have to factor in is that right now he's on the injury report and it's not looking promising that he would play this week. But Although um, Stephen Smith did say yesterday – or Stephen oh, Smith. Wow, wow. Stephen Smith right. is now making declarations Stephen about the Cowboys. <laughs> Jones, <laughs> whose opinion on the Cowboys I trust way more than Stephen Smith. <laughs> right. Um, said he thinks he's got a shot, which yeah. that's insane because they're classifying his injury as a four- to six-week injury, so or four- to six days, whatever. Yeah, we'll And I'm, I'm a little nervous of playing the guy that's so that's so banged up that you play him, but he's not himself, you know? And, yeah. and so you, you would probably do better not playing him and just kind of knowing you got to give some help to the guy that's going to be out there. I assume that would be Byron Bell. But let's get into that. Let's talk about the injuries right now. There are four guys that did not practice yesterday, and I think all of them present a bit of a challenge for the Cowboys because of different reasons. Uh, Richard Ash showed up on the injury report as did not practice with a shoulder injury. David Irving has still been uh, in the concussion protocol. He did not practice yesterday. Uh, Benson Mayo, a defensive end, did not practice yesterday with a back injury. And then, of course, Tyron Smith didn't practice with a knee and a back. Um, those first three guys, defensive linemen, particularly the two that are defensive tackles, create some significant challenges for the Cowboys on how you manage this. And just from the standpoint of bodies, um, what do you guys think about, number one, uh, these injuries and, and whether it's going to keep them out? And then number two, what the Cowboys do at defensive tackle in order to have enough people uh, to be able to rotate through? Well, I mean, if, if Richard Ash doesn't play, I, mean, I think you would have – I mean, l last few weeks you've had two guys that have been um, on defensive tackles that have been inactive. Uh, you've been Irving and then Lewis Neal, and then before that it, it was Irving, and I guess it was uh, Daniel, Daniel Ross. Ross. So, I mean, I'm I don't think I think you can get away with those two guys being inactive, whoever they are. If it's Ash, he's the biggest guy of that group, so he you don't really want him. But you know, you're giving up some beef and yeah, a shoulder a tackle. With you know, limited with a shoulder on Thursday. We'll we'll see. Was he limited or did not practice? He was did not, DNP. Well, yeah, I thought he did not. Practice. Was he on when? So. On when? Thursday. Thursday did not practice. Yeah, he wasn't even. He on wasn't there. on the injury. Yeah, yeah. This Wednesday is, he wasn't on. I assume that means it's something he did during practice, or maybe, or maybe it was just bothering him. But uh, Thursday, it seems like these. This has happened multiple times this year, where guys have shown up on the injury report that weren't on it as of like they end well, up on it Thursday. It and we hit around here, Derek. Do we? I don't, and that's like you know maybe you in our office you see that yeah or you're, when you're walking into the studio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see that, 
and you're like, oh my god, what are these guys doing during practice? But it could be something as simple as it was bothering him after the game, and he fought through it on Wednesday, and he's like, wasn't thinking much about it, just yeah. a little little pain like or whatever. It's still not feeling right, it's still bothering me. And they're like, all right, why don't you sit down for a second? We'll, yeah, you know, we'll do some treatment on you and see how you feel. Like yeah. it's December, you've played however many games. There's no need to make you. Do that to yourself. Can't we, shake it type thing. Like yeah. you, you feel the pain Sunday, but it it's like, ah, it's just a pain. So, which, you know? I don't know. We'll we'll talk to Garrett. He won't tell us anything, and yeah. then we'll get the injury report later today. Why don't you go talk to Richard? Let's see what he says. Okay. Right. If I see him. Thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, I don't know um, that I ever have talked to Richard. He's well, not, this is a great yeah. opportunity to get acquainted and get Good to point. know him and find out what's going on with that shoulder. Good point. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Um, what are you guys hearing about Tyron Smith? He's retired. Good player, strong. <laughs> likes... He's retired. <laughs> Just kidding. Just play with my emotions like that. I'm um, sticking with this narrative. Steven, like, I mean, I you know, I hear sprained ACL, or not ACL, sprained LCL with no ACL damage, which is good news. But you hear that, you hear four to six week injury. You're like, all right, he's gonna sit this week. And if they win, maybe he'll find a way to play against Philly. And if they lose, maybe you shut him down. But then Stephen Jones goes on 105 through the fan yesterday and says he thinks he's got a shot to play, which that's not a declaration at all. But like just the fact that it's possible, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed by this guy. He's that a tough guy. Man. He, he seriously. Really so that's going to be a thing where you know they're not going to they, they're not going to rule him out today, and we're not traveling, so they don't have to rule him out Saturday. So yeah. probably. Sunday, you know, close to probably at game time or, you know, he'll do his workout with the trainers on the field and everything and see how that goes and decide what to do from there. It kind Being of tough is not always good. Like we always say, yeah, he's In a tough football guy. It is. Well, to a certain point, to a certain level, but let's say you're playing through an injury or playing through something that's bothering you. You might not be feeling the pain. Maybe they give you certain shots or something to ease the pain. But that doesn't mean whatever the problem you have is getting better. In but, fact, but, you're making it worse but the fact little is, by little. The fact is, Amber, though, I think, to be honest with you, I think if you go in that locker room right now, I'm sure, 90, yeah. 95% oh. of those guys have something that's been lingering for weeks or months that hurts them. And it's a matter of, does it hurt enough where I can't play or is it just hurt? And... I guarantee you don't get through an NFL season, and that's why you have to be a tough guy to play. Because most of the stuff they're feeling, if we felt it, the oh, average yeah. person, we'd be like, "All right, I'm out. I can't go to work for like a month." Like this is this is pain tolerance, and I think part of playing in the NFL is how much pain tolerance do you have? Can you can you still function when you don't feel well? Not necessarily hurt to the point where your body can't function, but hurt to the point where you just hurt. How much of that can you take and still be able to do your job? And that's what I mean by a tough guy because these guys have to do Everybody in there has to do it. And some have the ability, like Jason Witten, to do it in remarkable circumstances. I'm talking about circumstances that for some of us may put us in the hospital and he finds a way to play, right? I think that's what I'm talking about when I say tough guy. And yeah. the other thing, too, and I, I hear what you're saying and I think it's valid, Um the other, I would, I would trust that the the medical staff is aware. You know, this is, you're in pain, but you're not in any danger of causing yourself further injury by playing right. with this. You know what I mean? Like, there's a di there's different categories of injuries. Like, tough it out, and we'll deal with it when you're not and playing football. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Personality. No, yeah, yeah. No, I I trust that they wouldn't put a guy out there who was in danger of right. putting himself in more harm from that injury. So. But that's also the fine line is. 
you know, if it's just pain, how much can you take? And and I think that has that happens quite a bit where well, it's just can you take the pain? He has to also prove that whatever he's playing with, he's going to be better than the backup. And I don't think I don't think you could say that that was the case in Oakland last week. Yeah. So I mean, they got better when he was out of the game. As crazy as that sounds, it wasn't a great game for him. It wasn't. I mean, he was hurt. I mean, he was hurt. He was banged. Uh, well, not only that, he's playing against a really good player, but for some reason, I thought Byron Bell ha- handled it better. Um, man, this is sounding bad. I mean, like, like, like he's better than Tyron Smith. No, Tyron, no, no. Tyron but I get your point. I think your point makes what sense. You're trying yeah, to I think say. your point makes so sense. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's like if you're eighty percent or seventy percent or fifty percent is better than the backup, that means well, you didn't, you don't have a good backup, <laughs> and that's that's what this team has needed to address. And I think that they they lost a game this year in Atlanta because they either played the wrong guy, didn't give him enough help, and underestimated how bad that was going to be. Because they played better players than Adrian Claiborne. By the way, did he make the Pro Bowl? I don't think so. He should not. I don't think. Huh? He finished with nine Nine? Sacks. <laughs> yeah, right. Nine sacks? Nine sacks, yeah. So he had six in one game and three and the rest the of the season? 15, 14. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. I, I those those guys voting was like, let me play against Chad. I know, right? Nope. <laughs> How, why couldn't I play against Chaz Green? Yeah. Um, let's, I guess when you look at the injuries, what guys, what starting caliber guys do you anticipate will not be able to play this week? David Irving. He's not. I'm, I have my doubts he's going to play again this year unless they make a playoff run, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, that's I love it. You know, players come out and tell you themselves. He's he said on Twitter on Wednesday night. He's like, I still have headaches. I'm taking it day by day. It's hard to put a you know put my finger on when I'll be able to play again. Should not be playing Sunday if that's how he feels yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, and then out. so we'll see for the Eagles. But I you know, head injuries are a different beast to me. Yeah. Like be as careful as you can with that thing. So and what good? He's not going to play. What I like about that, and not that I like an injury, but I like the fact that he's being honest with himself about that, too. If you've got headaches, like headaches is not something that they can necessarily diagnose. Like they can't look at you and say, oh, yeah, headache. Like that's something you have to tell a trainer. And if he's having headaches, especially with what we know right now of head injuries, I think it's so smart. And I like the fact that the culture now allows a player to do that without being painted as a soft guy. Let's let's hit the flip side though like why this is an issue maybe because he didn't he didn't tell anybody that this would happen to him during that game so yeah. hopefully he learned a lesson about yeah. the importance of head health because i mean you know this could have been less of a big deal if he had come out of the game and yeah. obviously he doesn't get a sack on Kirk Cousins if he comes out, and that's probably why he didn't come out. But some things are a little bit more important. But you're also saying that the guy needs to learn how to make better decisions once he has a concussion. Yeah, kind of what you're saying. Like, I mean, you'll learn next time you well, have not, a concussion. I mean, that's the problem of having concussions. You don't make good. Not decisions. not so much that he has to make good decisions when he has a concussion. He hopefully recognizes the severity of what can happen. I mean, he right. still isn't feeling. We well. were really high in the press box, and I I saw. Wow, he's not right. He got hit. He was walking funny. Like, it's. I don't think it's a David Irving issue. I mean, I I think. You could see he he got hit. And he had a concussion. I don't know what he said on the sideline. He probably did a, a nice job of convincing them, but I don't. Know. You know, I'm gonna flip that whole whole thing. You know what's weird to me is that Green Bay puts Aaron Rodgers on IR. Like why? Why is he on IR? The season's done. Okay, but what what injury does he have? Collarbone. He's the collarbone. It wasn't completely healed. Well, 
see that I don't know. I, I think I, I have an issue with that. Then, I mean, well, if guys like Rico Gathers are going to be on IR, I guess what basically I was having a conversation with some people about that, and, and it was like, you know, what I guess teams can do whatever they want to do. You know, you, it doesn't matter. You could just say he wasn't ready to play, wasn't mentally ready to play for whatever the reason. You could just put guys on IR, stash them there. You could put David Irving on IR if they lose to Seattle. There's going to be a lot of guys go to IR. You know, and I just thought it, it's just interesting how Aaron Rodgers is medically cleared to play, and then they lose, and their season over, and he's not cleared anymore. But but I think here's the thing that I think you have to consider. So we talking about when you're talking about it, when you're talking about a bone healing, like yes, the bone may be healed. It may be to the point where it's no, you no longer have the fracture there. It's like there is no sign of the fracture anymore. But you give it more time, it gets stronger, right? It may not be completely strong enough to be able to handle being landed on by a 300-pound guy, but it's okay for the normal activity. And so in that instance, the Packers may say, and Aaron Rodgers may mm-hmm. say, because don't don't mistake oh, for yeah. a second that the player wasn't involved in that decision, the player may say, look, I'll take the chance that I won't fall on it in a way to where I re-injure it because it's it's actually healed at this point. It just can get stronger. So let's take a chance because the, the, re- right. the reward is greater is worth the chance. I right? get it. I, I think what it's doing, though, it definitely sets up an, a situation where the league really can't come down on teams. You can stash players on IR for whatever the reason if you want to. If you want to do it, you can. Especially when your season's over, you can say, hey, this guy's been battling with a foot injury. Yeah, and anybody don't on think a, that happens already? Anybody sure on a football team is injured anyway. We just yeah. said that. I mean, yeah, like you said, if they don't win this game against Seattle, I bet two or three guys yeah. will go yeah. to IR for Especially that. Especially if and, they have to have surgery. And, and the or stashing whatever. started in August. Because that's exactly what the Cowboys did with Rico. They stashed him on the. Uh, on I IR. think I think that's, and I don't disagree with you at all about that. I think that's a little bit different than sending down Aaron Rodgers when you know right. your season's no. over. Actually, like they're doing a favor to a young player. Like, they're like, hey, sure. we don't need you, Aaron. Let's bring up a right. guy that we feel good. I'm about. I'm just saying it's a protocol that that happens. I know the league tried to get away from it, but it's now starting to creep back in there again. And and hopefully they don't. They don't crack down on it because the, the I guess Rico I just don't, thing is unique to me. Like I don't remember a situation like that with many other teams. So, yeah, I, I guess I just don't see it as stashing players because, like, like we were talking about earlier, there's a ton of guys right now that are hurt. They can play through it, but they're hurt. And so, if IRs for guys that are no longer going to play because they are hurt, and if a team gets to a point where they're like, "Hey, this guy has already he's been battling for us through this injury." We figure since there's nothing to play for anymore, why have him out there in more danger when he can just go ahead and shut it down and get the help that he probably needs anyway that he's been putting off for a few weeks because he's trying to see if we can actually make a go of it. You know, I got it. (laughs) I'm with. I mean, I agree with the the point. The premise. I got it. I understand. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're going to ask these guys what do they think will be the reason that that the Cowboys win if they should win. What would be the reason that they would lose if they should lose? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're talking Cowboys versus Seahawks. That game happens this Sunday, 325, I think. I like that, by the way. I like your nice. Let's go eh, horns. I don't know. You look like Derek. You look like special ops or something. Like it, like a tactical jacket or something. It's just like special it, ops. It's a He's lot. making a point by wearing this too, because I think I you have you. a longhorn shirt. It's a lot zero going fun, on. sir. It's a lot going on. Here, are they playing today? No. Oh, okay. You're just doing it for the funsies oh, of it. Yeah. Are we showing? I figured. I figured I would. I figured like, y'all might be playing. Uh oh. No, we play on the. 20th. Oh hey, we play on the twenty seventh. Yeah, that's a that's actually that's Very my favorite. That's my favorite cowboy shirt. That was a shirt that only our group had. That's not yeah. something they sell in the pro shops. It was just for our group. Papa Broad made them for us. F F O F F F L. Yeah, don't ask. Don't me ask what, what answer. <laughs> oh, you can ask. You're just gonna get different answers. <laughs> there are a lot of Fs in there. So uh, proud of y'all for playing before Christmas or at all, really. You know what I mean? What Texas? What you trying to say? That y'all aren't good at football. Wow. <laughs> like you are, like like LSU is. We had a better season than y'all, like and you have are, like you, like you are good at football. Mm. We would whoop, questionable. We would whoop y'all. Questionable. We would whether you're good at football. Whoop y'all. Whatever. It would be gross. Whatever. Okay. Guess what? Y'all gonna be sitting at home on New Year's Day too. No, we're not. We're playing on New Year's Day. No, we're good. not for a game that matters. Oh, uh, I should put it like that. Excuse me. You won't be playing for anything that matters on New Year's Day either. We're so. playing on New Year's Day though. So. All right. Well, we All won't right. be watching. We'll be watching the games that matter. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get back. Let's get back to some Cowboys talk. Um, here's a question I have for the table: um, If the Cowboys should You're win, ready. if the Cowboys should win, what will be the reason that they win? Let's start first with you, Amber. No. The reason that I mean, it's pretty obvious. There you go. No, Dave. take him. Take him. Uh, no, I don't. You know. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Twenty-one. 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 I mean. That's an obvious answer right there. If they win, it's definitely going to be because of this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Brought the team together, was able to run the ball like we've seen that he's done in the past. And maybe we see some clicking. Uh, Dak recovers his little 
magic that he had going on last year with the wide receivers. Maybe Zeke is the one that just magically brings everyone together. If they win... I was like, Santa Claus. <laughs> it'll have a lot to do with Zeke, but it'll also be because this guy, number four, plays like what we're used to seeing because he's there. I hope. That's my hope for this game is that Dak, Dak had that one good game against the Giants, which real like... Even still, I think that was his career high for yards. I wouldn't put it in his top five or even maybe ten best performances of his career. You know, like he's played so much better even in games where he didn't have as many yards or as many touchdowns. And I, I'm hoping that with Zeke back in the fold, he looks more like the guy that we got used to seeing over the first 20-whatever starts of his career. So I think those two go hand in hand. I think Zeke – will hopefully play well, and if he does, that will have a fantastic impact on Dak. Hmm. Let me see. I think the one I want is over here somewhere. Can we uh, act out every single bit we do with just bobbleheads? Sure. <laughs> I think we could. Get us, so <laughs> yeah. Get us some more bobbleheads. Yeah, we're going to need more bobbleheads, right. but yeah. I need a Zach Martin bobblehead. I need a Sean Lee bobblehead right now. <laughs> uh, because I think I think that'll be the key for, for this team, is just making sure that you know, the defense can get off the field on third down. There's nobody that, that seems to be tougher to to corral than, than Russell Wilson. And, you know, he's the guy that'll be spearheading that charge. And I, I just think that, you know, Dak, Zeke's going to play well. And Dak, I think, will we'll benefit. The offense will benefit. They'll score points. But they can't get into a shootout and get off the field um, if Sean Lee and those guys aren't, aren't stopping uh, Russell Wilson. So that's that'd be my thing. I'm on the same boat with you, Nick. I think actually, I think this game is all about can they corral Russell Wilson? Because I think that team, it's in the same way that it seems to me that this team is is kind of fueled by Zeke. I think that team is fueled by Russell Wilson. And when Russell Wilson doesn't have a good day, as we saw last week, all bets are off. Because even when their defense, which it's not very often you would see their defense get routed like that. But part of the issue last week was that offensively, they couldn't do anything either. And so the defense was running right back on the field, and that offense they were playing was a good offense. And I think – so I think it all starts for them, which is crazy to say if you've been watching Seattle football for the last several years. But I think right now, based upon the players they have out there playing, everything starts and ends with Russell Wilson. And if you can stop Russell Wilson, I think you stop that team. Um, so I think that's how the Cowboys win is make sure you corral him and then everything else I think falls into place. Now, looking at the flip side of that, if they should lose, what's the biggest reason that they lose? Russell Wilson. No corralling. No corralling of Russell Wilson? Much like Aaron Rodgers, if they lose this game, I think it's just because Russell Wilson's the best guy out there and there's nothing they can do about it. And if good this is a this is a game of a lot of good receivers. Really good receivers and some some, some pretty good ones and which receivers become great in this game? The the receivers that 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 play great and 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 are great in this game will will win to me. And and I think if you know Doug Baldwin, he's been in the Pro Bowl. I mean, Dez has been there a few times, and and then guys like um, Kansas State guy Lockett, 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 Paul Richardson. Those guys are pretty good. And if they're really great, then you know it'll it'll hurt them. And same goes with Terrence Williams. He's had some great games this year. One. Great game this year. I was about to say, which he did. He had a great game this year. He's had some. He's had some. He's had some good plays. And you know that's it. That's his role. Let's let's don't act like it's a role that that he should be doing. I mean, his role is is in the passing game has been fifth. 
He's the fifth option, really. And when, when the season started, it was Dez and, and Zeke and Beasley and Witten and him. So he could be call him the number two receiver, but he's the fifth option in the passing game. Amber? Well, Why are they here's, here's what I think. I said before, if they win, it's because of their offense, Zeke's return. If they lose, I would say because of the defense. I just think that how the defense is looking right now. I'm not feeling all that great. Last week against the Raiders, we didn't see them sack one single time. I mean, they were able to almost get there, but they gave the quarterback a little bit too much time. And nothing has necessarily changed from the guys are uh, weren't able to play in their specific... I think David Irving makes a huge difference. He helps Demarcus Lawrence a ton, and they just play off of each other. And... That might be a huge problem here. So if they lose, it's definitely because of that. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine a, I imagine an afternoon where Russell Wilson, where the Seahawks have like 390 yards of offense, and Russell Wilson has 370 of them, just running around back there and hitting these stupid. Like he's so frustrating to watch, unless you're a Seahawks fan. So. Yep could be a long day if they don't do something about that yeah they don't have the rams defensive line no, obviously no who got after him pretty good and sacked him seven times or that's the, or the jaguars defensive line that's his last two teams he's he's faced well and russell is a lot better than a dairy cart i would say i think that's an accurate statement. yeah i mean yeah in a vac, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like Derek. We wouldn't have said that the first of the year. We wouldn't have said, yeah. I don't know if I. Not, I not a lot better. You wouldn't say a lot better. I would have. I, I think Russell Wilson, it, it really started last year where he started taking that next step to being. It did, no, I, I, you're right. I agree with you about that. Yeah. But I, I had a really high opinion of Derek Carr heading into this season. I see. So you're not saying you take you think less of Russell at this point. You're saying you thought more of David Carr at the beginning of the season than where he is now. Derek, but yes. Derek, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said David. You did. But I mean, sorry, they brother. both played in Same the league. Thing. I get it. Your Same favorite team, the Texans. Like, you remember. Yeah. You're, yeah. Can't stand. <laughs> Don't get me started. All right. Um, let's get to some questions. Give us a call. The number is 214-872-2102. Again, 214-872-2102. Or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We got a call from uh, – oh, actually, let's start with a question from Twitter. Do you guys expect Zeke to get 200 yards from scrimmage this week? No, not no. 200 no? yards. It's a lot, man. A lot of yards. How many times has he done that? Twice? I kind of – Pittsburgh and San Francisco, I think. I think he's going to have a huge day. And maybe that's not 200 yards. I, I kind of think this defense, the way they've gotten run on the last couple weeks, I kind of think this defense is, is, is the right matchup at the right time. With Zeke coming back, I think he looks like he's in – better shape uh, than when he left, and I think he's probably angry. And, he gets and he's got a lot of stuff that he's been thinking about for six weeks, and I think he exercises all of that this weekend. I think I really he can get to 1,000 yards rushing this year. He's got seven. He needs 200 and he's 223 maybe. Yes. So he needs 100, 112 yards per game. I think he can do it. Um, That'd be crazy. The Eagles, the Eagles worry me. We'll get to that. That's a really good – assuming Next they, week. Assuming they all play, that's a really good front. But I – I mean, I think he's going to do well. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I'm thinking more like 130. I mean, 230 total, maybe 150 all purpose or close to a, like 130 yeah. rushing. That's still a nice day. I mean, it's still really good. That's yeah. that you like Zeke. You can't compare Zeke because Zeke's like 
pretty good is like so much better than yeah. what a pretty good day is in the NFL. Does anybody know what the what Eagles um what they have to do to clinch the bye? When no, they have a bye. They have a bye. They, they can clinch home field this weekend with a home win. field throughout. Yep. I don't think they even need to win. I think other people losing. Well, if Minnesota loses, they don't even have to win. Right. Thing. The point is, they just have like if they win. They got it yeah. this weekend. Yeah. And who are they playing this weekend? You know? Oakland, Monday. Oakland Where? at home. At home Monday night. Christmas night. Christmas night. When that game. That's got, that's got, I don't know. I, I still am not sold yet on Foles. I know I should be. Even if you're Everybody not. Everybody keeps saying, like, look at his record. Like, the guy's actually been pretty good yeah. outside of his rookie year. I just, I, I'm not sold yet. I, well. It's a good thing the Cowboys weren't either. Because they were, they almost got they Nick did. Foles, and if they, I did, wrote they, a whole Dak Prescott doesn't play and does, yeah. doesn't have bobbleheads. Like I got a bad, I got a bad track history of writing about Cowboys quarterbacks because I wrote that they needed to play Kellen Moore and that, they cut him that day. <laughs> it wasn't just late; it was that day. Keep this going. I want to hear like, all this. I wrote that, like I wrote this big thing. I was like, you tried it your way. You tried to bargain hunt. Go pay Nick Foles. Just do it. You need to. The season's a wash if you don't. And then Dak Prescott happens. <laughs> Here's another thing you wrote. About a quarterback, which I don't think goes in that in that uh, phrase there, but he's you said uh, they don't play Romo against Seattle. I did well. You don't. could you could say it's a bad track record because I, I mean I was I was right, but right. it was bad for the team. Yeah. Like I mean it was not it was not good. Yeah. yeah. Well, or or was I mean? But if it's up to you, you don't play it, most of your veterans during the preseason. Hell You're like, I don't. No. I might play them a series. That's about Hell it. Hell no! Like yeah. six series total. We in had the whole that discussion earlier. Yeah. We're gonna have it next Dave, summer. Dave too. was yeah. very much against preseason playing of regular players, of you regular know, good players. Yeah. You know what? Ama- going back to the sick thing, what amazes me is. Watching the Raiders game, you know, the running game, I'm like, you know, they're pretty good. Oh, wow, look at the this guy go, Rod or Alfred. And you think they had a great running game, and it was good, yes. And then you watch Zeke in previous games, and it doesn't seem like the running game was all that great. And it's then you look like- at the stats, and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how every – Little yard by little yard just adds up. It's like watching another sport almost. It's called expectations. That right there is expectations. You when Alfred Morris goes for six yards, you're like, well, nice little burst. But when Zeke gets goes for twelve yards, you're like, who caught him? Like you're expecting guy to go 60, 70 yards. It's just the expectation. But you're exactly right. Like It looks pretty good. That's that a good game by Alfred Morris. Well, yeah, I was, was looking good. at the stats yards. after the game. I'm like, this is it? Yeah. Like In my head, yeah. I, imagined, I thought That's it was That's my point. Like, like, you know, I think we talked about that earlier in the year. Like, r- Running game success in the NFL is, I mean, it's tough. Like 75 or more yards is a great day in the NFL for most backs. And then you look at Zeke and you're like, he hit 120. He didn't hit 120. What? Like, really? What are you yeah. doing? Steve? Yeah. And, it, and, and if you watch him play, I think that's the part that's even more impressive because you do. You notice that 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 run that would have normally for most running backs been a two yard gain is now a four yard gain just because he has that ability to still get those extra yards at the end of every single run. And he does it consistently over and over again. And that's what makes him great. And then he has the ability that if he gets a seam, he can take it to the house. That's what makes him special. Like, and that's what the they were missing without him is that none of those other guys, as good as they may have played, which I think they played well, they just don't have that kind of ability to get those extra yards consistently and to be able to take it to the house like that. You know what I'm excited to see? Yeah. The fake. They always fool me. 
most of the time Let's when <laughs> when Dak fakes the ball that he's gonna hand it off to Zeke and he's actually gonna go for a pass. They fool me a lot. <laughs> and You're I like still it. watching they, Zeke and running pretty, into a yeah. A, I mean, big... Zeke, he knows obviously he's not getting the ball, but he takes off as if he sells really it. is. He sells it really well. So I just entertain myself and see, watching that. You know, and how of, they fool me. A lot of people forget that too because they think, oh man, twenty four carries for Zeke. You know, that's or twenty eight touches in the game. It's a lot of it's a lot of wear and tear. But when you sell it like that. Even you're more, you're yeah. getting hit. No, you know, no one thinks about that. Mm-hmm. It's like that when the pitcher throws it over to first base. That's a pitch. Does that not count as a pitch count? Yeah. I mean, your arm. It's hurting your arm. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's another, and that's why a lot of players don't do it. They don't sell it like that because they don't want to take an unnecessary hit. But it does help the team. Yep. Let's take our final break. Come back. We're going to get some more questions. Call us at two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. Again, it's two one four eight seven two. 2102 or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's it is. available on Apple Music too. I mean, or Spotify. Like, is it? he like he does his exclusive. Like, there's always a window. You realize we're back, right? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I okay. it's, it, I wanted to talk to you about this. Oh, okay. Talking about Jay Z. I figured we could do it after we finish on the air, but that's fine. Yeah. Thirty seconds. It's available on any platform. Okay, cool. I'll go check it out. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have to go to his little service to get it, but Mm-mm. that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. I uh, appreciate you guys joining us. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick. A lot of talk about Santa Claus here in the next couple of days. I think there's going to be a, little a bit. cool video coming out on our website. Oh, uh, my gosh. Great video. Can't wait for you guys to see it. So right now, Santa, I guess he's getting ready. He's up in the North Pole. I'm going to talk about the South Pole real quick. And Tommy John is the best way to 
Go ahead. Tommy John. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> Tommy John protects your lower region better than any other underwear you possibly could have. It's got a great feel. You don't even know you're wearing any underwear at all. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys forward slash South Nice job. Nice that was job. good. Caught me off guard. It did. Wasn't expecting that, but very good. Nicely done. All right. It was all right. What? <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Let's get to some questions. Y'all call us. 214-872-2102. Again, 214-872-2102. Uh, let's start with a call from Dallas in Jacksonville. Okay. Dallas, what up? How you guys doing today? Good. Great. How are you? I just want to tell everybody happy holidays. Thank you. I have one comment I've been trying to get through since the the Arizona game. Holy crap. Oh, wow. We're sorry. Dave's to... become popular. Good job, no, Rob. You're that, you're that popular, that's all. <laughs> um, I just need to know who's to blame or who do I blame. I mean, everyone blames the players, blames the coaches, blames the OC. Who's, whose fault is it for just changing just to change? I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. I'm talking about, like, you take off Morris out when he's doing good or when he's in a rhythm, and you put in Rod. No offense to Rod, but, I mean, yep. have some, you know, some consistency with what you do or at least have some production in what you do. And last but not least, is Scott Linehan doing what he needs to do to put our players in the best position? I called and asked about, you know, where's Dez on this shallow cross or the drag route or just to get the ball in his hands on the move, not a reverse six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Thank you. Have a good day and happy holidays. You too. All right, you too, man. Thanks for that. Well, let me answer the first part because I'm going to just, you know, process of elimination here. The the guy that didn't just change for the sake of change is Jason Garrett. He's out. He didn't do that. Jason Garrett does not change for the sake of change. He doesn't change for any reason. Right. He's not a changer. He's a... I got it. Literally or metaphorically, like I, I, I think out of those with blue it. sweats. Yeah, I think his his question, his second question, pretty much answered his first question. I mean, he's got kind of an issue with the way Scott Linehan's doing things on offense, but um, I'm just Jason has proven he he doesn't just change it just because. I don't. I I don't. I think it's ironic that all y'all pointed at me as if I'm to blame when the call was about rotating running backs for no, no. no reason. He said, I no, no, hate. no. The guy said, who should I blame? And then we just went. I know. Yeah. But Anytime there's some blame to go around. I hate that the most. It's my least favorite thing. And I mean, what? when they just willy nilly, just they're like, well, it's the third series of the game. We're going to take our running back out. Yeah, I know he's averaging eight yards per carry, but he needs that rest or whatever the reason. I don't know. Yeah. I hate it. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I mean, off. I would put, I would say that's the offensive coordinator. I don't, I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I've I've heard them give reasons why they're not going to satisfy you, Dallas. Sorry, but that's that's what it, what it's at. Yeah, I agree so. with that. I I'm not. I, I kind of believe in riding a hot hand, and I also believe that sometimes it's it's a field thing more than it is just a routine thing when you're talking about personnel, you know. And 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 also, how does it how does it match up against the other team? Now, I I get where maybe they could say. You know, we're trying to, as as the early part of the game wears on, we're trying to see what kind of stuff we can catch them in. We're trying to see what kind of stuff they're susceptible to. So we want to not only run our starter, we want to run our backup a little bit because maybe we see something exploited when we get that different personnel in there. You know, maybe there's – because that's the thing. As you watch NFL games, you notice that by the third and fourth quarter, 
they'll sometimes go back to things they did early on. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of setting things up. So I can see where maybe they're trying to get a good variety of different things that they want to throw at the defense over the first quarter and a half, two quarters of the game, so they know what they can go back to maybe later in the game. So from that standpoint, maybe it's, it makes sense. But I agree with you, Dave. It just seems like sometimes you, especially there are games where you you have like what Alfred was doing in, in the game where he had 51 yards in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden he's off the field. And to me, that was just not taking advantage of something that was working well and keep doing it until they come up with a way to stop it. And my knowledge of football is elementary compared to those guys, but I just I refuse to believe that Oakland was like, that's it. We got it. Like we're we're not giving up anything else to Morris. Like he's done. We're we're, we're like he's not gaining another yard on us. And like the, their decisions are just why. And I mean, like what he probably he got stuffed every time he took the ball after like the first quarter. I get that, but but what chain? You know, yeah. I I think there's something to rhythm and feel and just I I didn't like the way that played out. And I I yeah. And I don't like the I just don't like that period. I didn't like it last year. Yeah, I agree. I didn't yeah. like that Lance Dunbar was the guy on the field in crunch time a lot when you spent the number four overall pick on a running back, but they don't ask for my opinions. So you know when you you play fantasy football and you've got those like two or three receivers, they got about four receivers, and they all do the same, and each week you got to put two in, and you don't mm-hmm. know which one and all that. Yeah, and you just wish you just had Julio Jones and AJ Green, and you didn't have to <laughs> make just random decision. every week. Yeah, that's kind of what Zeke is. You know, you just like, ah, do we play Rod here early? And then what about in the four, in the goal line? What about down there with the Raiders, you know, trying to win the game down there? You're like, eh, just just put Zeke in. That, that's but isn't that still part of the problem that even because this week on that third series, I bet any amount of money, Zeke's going to be off the field and one of those two guys is going to be out there. I think the difference will be, I, I think Rod Smith's play as the third down back might affect that a little bit more because he has always been your best third down back. So maybe Rod Smith, as your third down back on certain situations, I think that that might just go. You go throw away the thirds every third series thing because it's really the third down situation. Just play Rod Smith. So you expect to see Rod we, Smith as a third down back consistently this year. I mean this week, um, and and not necessarily and having long. a whole series. I think on third and long. I'm not saying third and five, third and six. I'm not necessarily, but on like third and ten, third and is eleven. He really, your third best third down. I think Zeke is your best everything. Yes, he he is. Didn't he is we best you, everything? You just you led this thing off by saying like they don't change for the hell of it. They don't change hardly ever. Not for the hell of it, but I, I mean, did, I bet they'll do the third series thing again. Like that's just there. That's what we do, and that's how we're. You heard. know, a word that. I don't I hear know. a lot from fans is predictable how you know to describe this offense how predictable they are and if you're a fan just watching it you can usually tell what play is gonna happen next and to me last game how much more exciting was that when we saw them do certain things that we never see them do and the fact that they are so constant are, do, are doing everything that they do should be used to their advantage right now this is the time where you can take that to your advantage and just throw in some things that are unexpected and example nick's famous little flea flicker <laughs> hell of a point throw it in there you know nobody no one expected that this is the uh this is the week where we saw the des reverse pass to witten so last year i mean obviously mm-hmm. so 
Maybe, oh yeah. Maybe they'll break nice. something out of the yeah. old hat this week. I, I thought they did. I like the fact that they did that. I like the fact that they had the fake punt. Like I, I like those things to be the a fake part of. Punt was so needed. The game yeah. was going. I mean, they were going nowhere. Yeah, I, I think that I think there's there's room for that. And I think you make a good point because they are so consistent at doing exactly what they do. I think you're right. There is a time in a season when you can do things and really catch teams off guard because they're just not expecting it because you've been so consistent with what you do mm-hmm. and you don't deviate from that very much. So, all right, let's get a question from Twitter. Are you guys expecting with, you know, how we've seen Anthony Hitchens on the injury report, are you guys expecting a drop down with him? And he, he plays – he's been doing that his whole career. He really doesn't Playing miss – yeah, he doesn't miss a ton of games, but he does get banged up a lot, and he, he finds a way to get back out there. Um, that's We're talk, we're not, not even talking about him as an injury concern where, like, he was hurt to he hell. He did not look I, like – He did not well. look like a guy who's – and I, I expect him to play. Uh, I mean, I – Drop off, though. Yeah, no, I don't – I mean, I don't know how effective he'll be. Um you said Bobby Wagner's out there playing for the Seahawks and doesn't look doesn't the same. look like himself. Yeah, there's no doubt about That's that. The thing about Hitchens though, he he plays. You don't really see. Oh, he's not 100. percent He yeah. seems like he gets back to the to the level that he's playing. He's but, he's had such a good year that I'll you know I'm man, not gonna I'm he's not gonna, gonna bet get a lot of money. I'm not gonna bet against him. Yeah, I think he's gonna be hard to keep. I, that's my thing. I think I think just because of the season he's had this year and see the way he's played really throughout his career, but this year just kind of being kind of a capper on that, I think there's gonna be a team out there that's willing to pay him. I'm, I think it's really the Chicago money. Bears. I'm struggling with that. I and I really I agree with you. I think the world of him. I think he's worth a sizable payday. I said the same thing about Terrence Williams, and the Cowboys got him back for half of what I would have guessed market value True. was. So yeah. like it, you really can't a hundred percent predict it. I don't, and like that's. I've been wandering around here asking anyone and everyone who I think might entertain the conversation. Like, what do you like? What what type of number do you think for Hitch? And yeah. like, I don't think anybody really has a good. Game. And we didn't think we didn't think Church would command the salary that he did. So I think you're right. I think it's it is very unpredictable, and it's all about what teams' needs are and how they value players based upon how it's going to fit in their system. So yeah. you just never know. I I would not be shocked though if he gets a really nice contract from someone. Yeah, uh, because I think he he certainly deserves it. I agree. All right, let's take another question. We've talked about Zeke, and I think this is pretty obvious, but how will he help the offense the most, rushing or blocking? Well, Has uh, blocking been an issue um, as far as picking up the blitz without him? Not really. So I would say I'm running. Rod Smith is pretty good at blocking. He he is. He's had some nice plays. I I think that your your difference is going to be third and one, third and two, just able to grind out those yards, just those thunder thighs he's got that can just – no doubt. That can just churn. Because he's got an ass. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Kent. You <laughs> know the way Dave says, yeah. Do you know right. how many people still tweet me about that? Every, I mean, there are five different theories, I think, that, that people think it's definitely this. You it's Leary. Definitely I said it. I wish somebody had time Leary. to go back and actually you find You definitely so said it sure. about DeMarco Murray. I wish definitely I definitely said it about Miles Austin. Maybe you just say it a lot. I don't think so. I don't know. You do seem to be preoccupied sometimes with that. I don't – I mean, how – Zeke is a great blocker. The big thing for me, I think he can help the passing game just in the sense that he'll – if Tyron Smith can't play or if he does play and he's not 100%, he will help in a variety of ways because he can block and just running the ball effectively will take pressure off your left tackle. Mm -hmm. I saw 
on the TV over here, one of the questions was, would the Cowboys be in a better shape if he would have taken the suspension earlier? I hate that. I'm tired of that conversation. <laughs> I just don't see any six-game stretch where it's not three and three. That's the or, yeah, but that's beside the point. He had to play the string out, and if he believed he was innocent, he had to play it out. Yeah. Because everything that he lost, he would be kicking himself in the butt if he just accepted that. Especially if he did, if he felt like he did nothing wrong. So he had to play it out. And when it got to a point where he no longer could fight it, then he said, okay, now's the time for me to take the punishment because I no longer can fight it in a way that actually I can win. I'm going to pull a Zeke, and I'm done talking about that. I'm going to go forward. <laughs> You're done. It does go not forward. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get to our, our predictions. Um, let's start first with, wow, just pick both teams. Is that a no? <laughs> That's a precedent. Were you here. throwing up the on. X? What did you pick last week? She oh, actually did. I heard great pick last yeah, night. Yeah, she hit the score right on the head, right? And yeah. you rushed her into a pick, and she's like, ah, I know, right? So, so that's what you need to do this week. Just, just go. Just say something. Start off over there. All right, I'll start. I think the Cowboys are, are winning this game, and I I know I picked sort of a blowout last week, and it wasn't a blowout. Um, but I think I, I think the Cowboys are better, and, and they're going to they're gonna win pretty comfortably. I'm going to say 27 to 16. And crazy prediction i think the first rushing touchdown of the day will not be from zeke it's not really that crazy <laughs> wait rushing touchdown that's not zeke yeah that's pretty simple then rod <laughs> yeah maybe okay what if it's a reverse 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 to terrence and he just doesn't he just won't go down what do you think hmm i don't know him as one that just won't go down, <laughs> whatever it's going out of bounds <laughs> Here's right. a crazy one. Give me one, Amber. Des gets a touchdown. And... <laughs> wow. That wow, that's a crazy one. It's wow. a bummer that we consider that crazy. He's had like three exactly. out of four. <laughs> no, I, yeah, three in the last four games. Like, how, how many just, on the year six? You're just like giving it to him this week. Like, Des, Des t- scoring touchdowns is not the issue. No, Des. it's not. He's got what for the issue? I mean, Nine? No. No. Seven? Uh, no. Six or seven. Okay. Five it, or six. Denver... Three oh. in the last four. Okay, Just so maybe four, six. No, because he had one in there. I don't. He's. I would bet six. But I don't have this. We got a nice tour here. How many touchdowns does Des have this year? They, anybody? They, they know. Nobody. Oh, no, nobody. Oh, Amber. So <laughs> sorry. What's your prediction sorry. Game? Don't do one. <laughs> Des has a. That's my crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, so what's your prediction? He's for having the game? a touchdown, and then the Cowboys will win 30 24. 30-24, Cowboys. All right, Dave. Uh, I think Russell, much like much like the Packers, I think Russell Wilson's the best player in this game. But I think the Cowboys are a better overall team, and that obviously didn't work out for them when they played the Packers. But I just think the Seahawks are missing so much, uh, and you get Zeke back, they don't look like themselves. Um, so I'm thinking 31-27 Cowboys. I think I think Wilson's good enough to make it dramatic. It might even be a similar type of situation where he's got the ball at the end. I don't know, but they do enough to win. My crazy prediction is that uh, the Dallas special teams accounts for a touchdown, either a Ryan Switzer return or a blocked punt that you know. Wilbur. Know, Kyle Wilbur does some Kyle Wilbur stuff, yeah, but they're going to get a special teams touchdown. Nice. All right. I think the Cowboy fans are in for a treat this weekend. I think this is going to – not just Cowboys fans, NFL fans. I think this is going to be a thrilling game. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of crazy plays. Just like last week, I think this game is going to be one that comes down to the last 
Last drive for the win. I think the Cowboys end up getting the win, but I think it's a 34-31 victory for the Cowboys with a game-winning field goal by Dan Bailey. And here's the crazy part. Not as crazy, but I think it's going to be 50-plus, somewhere in the range of 55 uh, for them to get the win. and Get it, Dan. Yeah. Oh, 55-yarder? 55-yarder to win. Yeesh. That's long. I think this is going to be – I think this this game – I think Russell Wilson – I don't think this defense – let me, let me flip that. I think this defense is the type of defense that Russell Wilson will thrive against because, yeah. because of the way they get pressure. They never really – they don't get home enough. And so right. when they get close, he's going to spin out, and that's the worst nightmare is when he spins out and get, gets outside the pocket, now he just bought time for his guys downfield. I just see that as he's going to be striking all day. And this is going to – and the, offense, the Cowboys' offense will be just as good and just as lethal because Zeke is back. I think it's going to be back and forth. Which I hadn't thought about this till you just said that, but if, the, if these young DBs play as well Sunday as they have the last three weeks, that's big. Like that says to me, like, we got some players here. Yeah, if they can keep up when guys are scrambling. Yeah, I think – they this might be a welcome to the NFL type of week for some of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised. This is going if you like a lot of scoring. I think this is going to be a no halftime problems what coming back from the first half. You're talking about adjustments. Yep. No, we got we took care of the Tommy John read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that on Monday. We'll talk about that on Monday. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. We will be back on. Tuesday. No, maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure. We're going to see see what it looks like. We'll see see you guys sometime next week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!